First song I want to do for you is a song about Australia that I wrote a few years back, and it's called The Big Brown Land, featuring the didgeridoo.
So I told my story About the place I love From the coast to the mountain Bottom of the land of the sky above If I close my eyes It almost takes me there It's a big brown land, big brown land, yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, this is the Gotham Billy Man, your friendly neighborhood medic, otherwise known as Alan Contino, your producer and uh, audio engineer for 11 Mile Sessions Live. Not typically on camera for the interviews, but uh, filling in today. We have a great guest for this interview this evening. Modern Rock Review says Harper is an original, playing the harmonica like an authentic Chicago blues man, singing about unity and love like a member of a peacenik jam band belting crisp vocals like a straight up superb classic soul performer and then pioneering the didgeridoo into these popular forms of modern music unique and quality music of this kind is truly a rare treat it's peter harper and he's performing this weekend at the coffee house in grass lake we're going to talk to him how you doing peter i'm doing good alan how you mate I'm hanging in there. It's been a fly by your seat of the pants today. <laughs> well, technology it, wouldn't be fun if it didn't have problems, would it? Right, exactly. True, true. So we have this show coming up. It's at uh, the Greenwood Coffee House in Grass Lake, Michigan, just outside of Ann Arbor. And you said it's actually uh, not far from you, where you're at now. I live in... Uh, Grass Lake. I've got a 10 acre property, so lots of land. And, you know, I get to write songs without hearing lawnmowers and all sorts of stuff going off. <laughs> so, I'm, which is going to happen pretty soon, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're, we're hoping that spring is actually going to come finally. <laughs> yeah. I saw but, the chipmunks today, Alan. So they, it's coming. It's a great spot. I, I actually went to summer camp in Grass Lake for many years in the 80s. Yeah, it was the home of the second largest uh, music concert in uh, American history. Um, in the 60s, they had it at a place called Goose Lake, which is just up the road. And a friend of mine got a video of all these people that were saying, we don't want all these hippies coming in and destroying our town. And I thought <laughs> that's how they used to think back in the day. You know, that it's, it, it had Joe Cocker and... Uh, just about everybody that was at uh, uh, Woodstock went there. It was a massive festival. So we weren't around at that time, but I bet it was fun. Great. Well, a, a big history for the location and now um, new history happening, hopefully, with you guys coming in there. And the show is billed as Harper and the Midwest Kind. Yep. 
And so this is, uh, what is the current ensemble that you have behind you? I've got uh, three vocals, bass guitarist extraordinaire, uh, young guitar player is kicking goals, uh, drums, of course. And then, you know, the didgeridoo. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I combine it with uh, a few songs. I don't play it all the time, but it's, I, I heard it one time and I loved the sound of it. So I incorporated it into some of my songwriting and people seem to like it. it, it it's uh, different. Absolutely oh, different. Yeah. yeah, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. So, well, you were originally born in Surrey, England, but then you grew up in Australia. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, when I was a young kid, I wasn't thinking that was a great idea because I was so used to a big city and I'm in the middle of a desert in Western <laughs> Australia at the time. As I think the population was a million for the whole state, which is virtually a third of Australia. There's not much there. In fact, Mad Max was filmed in certain areas of that place. And that stuff's real. Those people are like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> make sure you steer clear of that unless you're really prepared to be there, I guess. Right. Oh, they're, they're friendly in a scary way, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> as long as you don't annoy them, you, but annoying them is breathing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> well, and breath is uh, a really big part of what you're doing. You started with the harp doing the harmonica. Yeah. And did, uh, did you always do the didgeridoo when you were in Australia or did, when did you actually pick that up? No, uh, probably 2000, I'd say, two, um, yeah, about 2000. I, I uh, had a didgeridoo player jam with me once, once and uh, I really liked it. So he ended up joining the band. But after about six months, he decided to go walk about, which is they just disappear. And I had to learn. And um, some of the Aboriginal folks in Australia actually got behind me and taught me how to play. It took about six months to learn to mm -hmm. do it. It's not easy because you've got to do that circular breathing. You breathe in and out same time. I was um, going to ask you about that. Yeah. You're playing a continuous note for extremely yeah, yeah. long periods of time while actually breathing at the same time. Yeah. And also singing as well at the same time. So you've got to make these calls, you know, these little noises while you're playing, uh, which gets better with time. It took a while for me to get that all worked out, but uh, now it's, um, I'm even showing other people how to do it. So it's it's a, it's a beautiful instrument. It's, you know, one note, but it's a hauntingly good one. Awesome. And do you, do you have different sizes, different shapes? Yeah, yeah. So they're all keyed in different keys so that you can play to different. Obviously, you know, I've got an F, a C, a D. I've got a sliding one, which is pretty much fun. You know, it just goes from F to C, which is a lot of fun. And I've got a few other ones that I don't use on the road. It's just too many to carry. They're not <laughs> yeah. light. They're heavy, you know. Well, it's wood, right? They're solid wood. Yeah, a eucalyptus tree, yeah. Oh, right on. Yeah, I can imagine that's uh, fairly heavy. and. Uh, oh, yeah. But very well carved and uh, very expensive looking. Yeah, oh, they're, they're expensive. They're not cheap, that's for sure. <laughs> but, you know, the funny thing is, it's nature that makes them. They, they, um, the branch will, and it's a branch, and it falls off the tree after a certain time, and then the white ants will eat out the middle. So it's already hollow. They, don't, they just pick it up as a hollow piece of wood. Now, 
I can't tell you who the first person was that decided the one thing you should do with a tree is blow into it. I mean, I just, (laughs) (laughs) but that's like 10,000 years ago. We'll never find out. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. And let's go back. uh, Take me back to the eighties and nineties. You were touring as a harmonica player for quite a while. Yeah. And with a lot of very, uh, Big name musicians. Yeah, I, I was like, I mean, we all start somewhere, and I was doing um, blues rock kind of covers, and some. I was still doing some originals back then, but not as not as um, prevalent as now. You know, like now it's all original music. I I don't do any covers at all now. Sort of washed that out of my life. Uh, I love doing other people's music, but uh, to be honest, coming all the way to America, I wanted to do my own. I didn't really want to do someone else's stuff, and uh, and it's worked out well. You know, it's um, carried us for a long, a lot of years, and people keep coming out to listen, and you know, I'm so happy that they do. <laughs> Pays the bills. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you're on your tenth studio album now, is it? Yeah, yeah, ten, twelve. I just 12. got a yell out. Yeah, I just got a yell out from the manager. It's twelve. <laughs> okay. I forget. Okay, and rise up is the latest. Was that the latest yeah, one? Yeah, on the, on the, yeah right. that's the newest one. I guess Number another three one's in the Billboard Blues charts. I know, and yeah, that was during fantastic. the pandemic. I didn't think I'd do any good because there was a pandemic going. We couldn't get out and promote it, so I wasn't expecting it to do that well because. There was no way we could push it, but uh, I think a lot of radio stations got onto it and started playing it a lot, especially uh, the Hell Yeah song. They love that one. So I was I was happy that they did that because that's what got it up there in the charts. I wasn't expecting it at all, Alan. I was like, wow, I haven't even done a gig, you know, and this is getting up there. So I was, I was really happy with that, the way it turned out. And it was pretty cool. Well, I guess that's uh, proof in the pudding, right? They say it's uh, it's the music spoke for itself, and it did its own success without the all without of the performance, me. And, yeah, pushing it through, <laughs> right? The yeah. but now everybody gets to hear you live again, and the you've been going pretty steady since the pandemic pandemic opened back up. It looks like yeah, it was a slow start. I mean, you know, a lot of places were still too scared to open, and people weren't going out, but they crawled back slowly and then uh, I guess most people are just doing what they always did before, getting out and watching shows. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, a few clubs did uh, close due to uh, they just didn't have the money to keep going, you know. And uh, so we lost a few, uh, but, you know, it seems to be coming back pretty strong now again. I mean, we just finished a tour and it was every show was pretty much packed out it was excellent so it, people are definitely starting to party like they used to you know right yeah i think everybody was going a little stir crazy and and had, we we reached a breaking point we just had to go out we just had to be oh out. yeah yeah no matter <laughs> what <laughs> right yeah totally um, but going back into the past a little bit more again, I have to ask, it's very curious to me as a, a lifelong Detroiter myself, how the heck did you end up coming to Detroit from Australia? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it was a real str- – I was playing in a club in um, 
Melbourne, which is where I was living at the time, the second largest city in, well, actually it's the largest now in, in Australia, and it was the big music scene there. So all your ACDCs, med, they all came from Melbourne and all these other bands. But uh, we were playing at this club and this guy came up to us later and he said, hey man, I work for General Motors because we had General Motors in Australia and uh, that he was working for them. And he said, oh, you guys should come to Detroit. And I went, yeah, yeah, whatever. You know, like you weren't <laughs> believing it. And he, he actually uh, gave us his, um, <laughs> the first tour was a, a Chevy Blazer with a U-Haul on the back and we were dragging that around. And um, I fell in love with Michigan. I really did. Uh, the people were fantastic. We had such a great time when we were here. Uh, getting used to the place. And uh, so uh, I think I just fell in love with this area. I, I like the Midwest. I think the people are a bit more realistic than a lot of other people that I've seen across the country. Uh, they remind me of Australian people. There's sort of, there's no bull. <laughs> it's like <laughs> pretty straight uh, blue collar, you know, working class uh, area. So that attracted me as well. And then there were lots of gigs in Detroit when we first came over in the late 90s. There was a ton of gigs. Unfortunately, some of them have gone now, but it was busy here, you know, uh, really busy. But then we started touring outside of Detroit. But then we decided to make Michigan our home because it's central to the rest of the country for touring. So you can go east or west and you're sort of like almost in the middle there. And... Mm -hmm. uh, then I got signed to Blind Pig Records, which was uh, Detroit. Well, it was, uh, yeah, it was based in uh, Michigan. And then they, yeah, in Ann Arbor, they used to have the mm -hmm. club, the Blind Pig. And then they uh, they signed me for a three CD deal. And uh, they basically said to me, we'd really like you to move over here. So I had to do the awful move from Australia to America, which was a whole story in itself. It's... <laughs> Don't do it. Don't move from another country. It's hard. <laughs> Waiting for your stuff. We were living in a house. We bought the house in Grass Lake, which I found online in Australia. I actually found the place on the on the internet. And I went, oh, this one looks good, you know, like. So we came back over, came in, saw the house, and it was better than what the picture was. And then we bought it. Because I wanted land, Alan. I, I didn't want to have another city. I wanted it to be different. So... We moved in here, and our, I guess our furniture came about three months later. Oh, it was wow. running. Yeah, yeah. They somebody they had this big thing with uh, all our furniture in and other families as well, but one person didn't have a working visa, so they had to hold the whole thing up, and so we couldn't get our stuff because they just shut it down because that guy tried to illegally move to. America with his furniture with no work visa or anything. It was like, wow. So, yeah, you know, those things make it fun. You know what I mean? That's mm -hmm. what makes it fun. We were almost camping out in our own house. But was that was like a like, freighter, that, like a freightliner that brought everything yeah, yeah. Over, over the sea? Yeah. 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 And it, they wouldn't, the customs people wouldn't let it out because one person spoiled it for the rest of us. You know, like, so we had to wait, but wow. it was, you know, yeah, well, luckily we weren't playing at the time because equipment was there, you know, all my stuff was there. It was, it was uh, a lot of fun. I just look at the funny side of it instead of 
And then the guy that delivered the stuff, we're on a slight hill, brought his truck up and stopped on in the driveway. And as he got out of his truck, his truck started rolling back. Oh no. <laughs> he forgot to put the brake on. <laughs> and he's coming up to me. I'm going, hey mate, uh, your, your truck's going away. It's You better go get it. So he started running down the driveway trying to get his truck back. And I said, you might want to put brakes on. That's pretty handy. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, this well, is a like, uh, Yeah, right. It's, uh, it sounds like a great song and an even better music video. <laughs> yeah. Could be a film. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yes. The Welcome to America. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's been I'm, great, mate. I mean, you know, I do go back every couple of years, go back to Australia to see the family and stuff. But uh, I've enjoyed living here. You know, it's been a, I've been busy, which is a good thing. You know, a lot of, a lot of things come up. And the thing about Australia, uh, America is the opportunities are so big comparatively to, you know, Australia, which is, you know, six states and a territory. You've got 50 states. It's a lot of, a lot of different towns, you know. So, you know, we keep really busy, which I'm enjoying. Yeah, it sounds like it. So, and um, we have, uh, so 2020 was Rise Up, 2016 was Show Your Love, before that 2013, Bare Bones, 2012, Live at the Blues Museum, 2010, Stand Together. It's been it's been a solid every couple years that yeah, uh, yeah. you're releasing brand new stuff all, all, over and over again. So it's a... Uh, you're definitely putting in the, the effort, but uh, the music just keeps flowing, eh? And every time I do a CD, I always go, I haven't got anything because I've written just about everything I can think of. So you think that, but some magical thing happens and I come up with a new song. I don't know how it works, but, you know, people have often asked me, I said, how do you write? And I go, I have no clue. I just sit there in my studio and hope something comes out of my, this little brain up here and then, uh, you know, work on that. And to hopefully come up with something, and uh, it, it works. It's a dreaded experience. I, I don't recommend it to anybody because it's frustrating. If you heard the songs that de didn't go on the album, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of junk there. Outtakes, a lot of right? rubbish. And uh, that's for the kids, you know, for the next generation to find and and become obscure collectibles, right? The out. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> the, the old bootlegs, yeah. Yep. I remember so those. The, uh, tell me about the current set that you're doing. Is it? Uh, do you have anything new that's not recorded yet that you're going to be uh, performing? Oh, there's one song I do, which is more of a fun thing. Um, about the. It's actually a song about didgeridoos, which is just a funk. It'll never be on a CD. It's just a live fun thing we do gets people up dancing because it's real funky and it's got a good vibe about it but most of the stuff I, I i mix it up all the time like i'll do some of my earlier material and then i'll do some off the new cd obviously you know i've got to play that but i like to pick and choose and every year we change it so it's never the same every time we redo a tour we start revamping some of the other old songs and maybe get some more new ones in so it's always different alan i mean i hate it when i see a band 
10 years later, they're still doing the same thing they did 10 years ago. It's like, yeah. really? <laughs> Here's our 14 songs and that's what you get for 45 minutes and that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same old, same old. You know, so, yeah, we keep it busy and, and fresh. I wanted to keep, you know, you've got to keep your players fresh. So they don't want to keep doing the same material for years and years. You were, you've got to keep trying to change it all the time. And, you know, people who come to see us, that's what they like about it. They don't know what they're getting because it could yeah, be no. different, you know. So, yeah, just keep it uh, keep it interesting, I think, is the best thing. How are you recording now? Do you have a home studio or what are you doing for I I do. Mastering? Uh, yeah, I pretty much I, I use uh, Big Sky Recording Studios out of Ann Arbor. They're pretty good. I've used them. Mm -hmm. just about, and I like that because I like to do live uh, recordings. I don't like, you know, pre-made stuff that's on your computer because it's boring oh yeah but all the individual multi-tracking can get a little bit too digital these days yeah and you lose the feel i do use it for i do a bit of television work now and i'm the pandemic made me start writing for tv and uh now i've i'm busy with that and i use i do use my studio for that i don't need to bring you know people in to do the music because I mean, the new computer software is just ridiculously good. You'd never know that the the uh, London BBC Philharmonic wasn't in my room. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, it's pretty amazing what you can do with the computers now from the old days where you used to use a little floppy drive, floppy disk, put it in and try and, you know, two megabytes was huge back then, you know. Now it's like right. giga gigabytes terabytes now that's ridiculous <laughs> yeah 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 well and the better quality of course the larger the size oh of course yeah. so now you can do that and um I, I like that for television there's no reason not to do that so so that works out well for that but for the band i like to get the players in and and do it for real because i love that that live feeling you know that that you get from the cds and we tend to when I'm when it's mixed, I don't like to overdo it. There's some people will get every single kick of a drum and squash them down and and make sure that there's no noise. I'm a bit different. I go, no, I want to hear it all. You know, I want to want to keep raw. that alive. Yeah. Oh yeah, raw, mate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. The, there's a different. I've been engineering for music since 1986, and there's there's definitely a different emotional response that happens in the live recordings than trying to multi-track things and do things individually the, oh the you did it when it was are, you did yeah. it when things were tough i mean cutting cutting tight yeah analog it's, yeah yeah i started with tape yeah 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 and you get the sibilance <laughs> out you know the s's you had to sit there and splice it i mean that's hard work i mean that was that was genius work that you guys did back then i mean I used to sit in the studio and watch them do it. You know, it was just fascinating to me that the amount of work that happened in the old days, now you don't have to do that at all. But back then when you had to get the tape and make sure that the, the S's weren't spilling over and you had to mm -hmm. cut it out a bit or whatever, I mean, it was just brilliant, you know? Yeah, and, and now it's all uh, right there on the screen, every waveform, oh, yeah, yeah. every frequency. <laughs> you oh, can pick yeah. and choose whatever you do, whichever you need to, yeah. But uh, if I can go back into your past of once more, um, before the harmonica, I saw something interesting that I thought was 
very unique because I'm a euphonium soloist. I was a band oh, geek hey. my whole life, and I, I wow. grew up playing the euphonium my whole life. And I saw that in your bio. <laughs> Oh yeah, I love that instrument. Um, I was in a brass band in in Australia, but they were like the English ones, not not marching bands. They would sit down, play Sousa or you know Elgar mm -hmm. or any of those, and um, they made me. I started off on tenor horn, and then they went, "Oh, we want you to play the euphonium," and I went, "That's E flat," and I went, "Yeah, yeah," and I said, "Well." means I'm going to have to transpose. I mean, I said, okay. And that's as far as it went. <laughs> I fell in love with it because it, it has so many octaves. It's it's a solo, as you said. It's a solo instrument. Plus, it's a great background one. If you want the bottom end, it's got that. And it's smooth. It's like a giant French horn to me without having mm -hmm. a stick hand in it. So smooth. And uh, I don't know about your one. Mine was E flat and I had four valves instead of three. Yeah, yeah, that's what I have, the four bells. Yeah, definitely, yeah. I love those. And, and I have a straight bell. It's not a curved bell. Mine's a lot yeah, of Yeah, the old-fashioned straight up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I love yeah. them. Yeah, we used yeah, to call it the I cello had. of brass. Oh, that's a good one. I haven't heard yeah, that one cello before. of brass, right? <clears throat> well, that'd be perfect. And it, I, it has four octaves. I mean, it's way better than any of the other instruments you can get if you can, if you can do it. You can get right up there. I remember the first song I ever, you'll like this, the first song I ever learnt was the original Lost in Space, which was a euphonium playing it. Before I even did the, the, the tune a day, which was the book we used to get, you had to learn a song each day when we were learning how to play. Instead of doing that, I'd go, oh, I'm going to play that. That was the first song I ever learnt. On right it. on. Oh yeah, I use that as a warm-up piece all the time. Sure, yeah, it's it's a great tune. Oh but yeah, the uh, that's amazing. <laughs> Both euphonium players. That's yeah, I think well, you're the only one I've met. <laughs> right on. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those instruments that everybody's like, well, what is that? We don't know what that is. You know, as you say, it's, it's like, like it, in, yeah. in between a trombone and a tuba and like a baritone horn, but different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can't explain it. It's so unique. It, um, I loved it. I, I liked that a lot. I wish I had one now. They're very expensive, though, unless you get a student one, which sounds like I shouldn't. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I uh, ended up spending way too much on mine. Um, but I was performing concertos with it and stuff, so I had to look nice, you know. But um, <laughs> but yeah, that was a, a a big portion of the life savings went through that in the nineties. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, and, and they're hard to find too. You can't. They're not just on the rack. You know, you got to look for. Oh them. yeah, right. Well, and that's the thing is, um, you basically have to have them shipped from England or from Germany. The Boozy and Hawks. Yeah, that's that cool. that's the one I had. Boozy and Hawks. That was the brand back then. Mm -hmm. I, I loved it, but you know, sadly. It was in the school, and um, once I'd finished school, I had to give it back, which I didn't want to do. I, was, I wanted to keep it forever. But I did work with the uh, the Salvation Army wanted to have somebody to play with them. They were short, and they needed, <laughs> yeah. they needed a euphonium player, so I ended up by default just doing work for them. And then it was the um, Air Force Band. They needed a euphonium player, so I was being 
billeted out to everybody. So I had all these uniforms I had to wear. <laughs> they give you the uniform. Yeah. Like, oh, what am I today? Oh, Air Force. Okay. You know, so I put that one on. Or uh, We were a rare breed, uh, mate. I mean, rare breed. There's <laughs> totally. not many of us in the world, I tell you. Um, but I can see it now. Um, it makes perfect sense that you're on the didgeridoo because you've had all of that experience with the lung control and, you know, amber Yeah, the control. lung control. Yeah. Well, I guess, you know, like the aperture's different because the aperture's actually about two inches in diameter. So you're virtually stuffing your whole face in there. <laughs> and it's so different to what we'd be doing because you're blowing a raspberry, so it's a more relaxed thing. And mm -hmm. uh, puffing your cheeks out and, and then doing that circular breathing, so breathing in through your nose and then pushing it out. So somebody said, oh, can you do that on a euphonium? I said, probably. I haven't been able to do it yet because I don't have one. But I kind of be a bit more difficult because of the, the way we tighten our lip up to play, mm -hmm. as opposed to a, euph uh, a didgeridoo, which is more. You might have to relaxed. try it with a tube of mouthpiece on the euphonium, something like that. <laughs> Give you. Yeah, I think you'd need slightly, <laughs> yeah. so you can rattle, rattle and hum. Right. <laughs> well, that's great. Um, I'm really looking forward to your show coming up, and uh, again, you're playing tomorrow night at. The Greenwood Coffee House, which is what they call the um, Out of Eden location in Grass Lake, Michigan, which is uh, just Northern a bit, Road. yeah, just just a bit west of Ann Arbor. And um, there's also a big thing happening. I don't know if you heard, but uh, if if since you're so close, the um, Funky Rivertown Festival is happening in Ypsilanti. Um, it's been a, it's a five day festival that's going on and tomorrow night, tomorrow and Saturday are the last days of that festival. Yeah. I'll be in, um, I'll be in Connecticut. Oh, really? <laughs> so you have another gig, uh, before. Yeah, the... I'm heading. Yeah. I'm heading out that way, uh, for a few shows out in, uh, Connecticut and Massachusetts, uh, for just a short trip and then come back again and write some more songs i guess do a new cd that's what got. everyone seems to want me to do that so yeah right you think you've got enough new songs for a full length or are you just going to do some singles or, e or an ep maybe oh no i'm going to do the whole hog i get out there and do the whole <laughs> lot. yeah yeah I'll, I'll have some more i mean i'm still writing a few but yeah there's there's um another one in me i think i don't think uh i have to worry about that I've had some ideas as you get on the road when you're touring and stuff, come up with a few ideas and I just got to have a week or so to put them down in the idea box and put them onto the computer. So I've got a, got it there for the guys to learn. And then, then we go and record and do another one. Right. And where, are you still with access records? You, is that the next one? Yeah. That's with access. Yeah. yeah. It's an independent one. We, uh, unfortunately, Blind Pig Records have ceased to exist. Uh, they got bought out, so it's so kind of sad because I love those guys. But I guess they needed to retire. They'd been doing it a long time, you know, so I guess they wanted to take a break, which was sad. Yep. So how does everyone get a hold of your music? It looks like we have um, – you're definitely on Facebook – Yep. dot com slash uh, Harper and Midwest Kind. You're on YouTube as Peter D Harper, 
and Instagram, Harper and Midwest Kind, the whole band. Twitter is just Harper Band for people to find you. And the regular website, the master website is harper.biz. Yeah. And that's got all the links there. So if, you know, if they just go to that one, they can move on from there. We've got the links to everything there. So, yeah, they can check that out. And, uh, yep, it's on Apple Music, all that stuff. I get the checks every now and again. <laughs> Beat them small. <laughs> yeah. And are you going to have merchandise with you on uh, Saturday when you, you do the sure. wood? Okay. So Definitely. Yeah. people come out and see, sure. then we can uh, check out the get them right from the source is what I always tell everybody to, uh, yeah, they get it signed and everything, you know, have a chat, cut out the middleman. Yeah. So I cut him out a long time ago, mate. It's April 1st at the Greenwood coffee house in Grass Lake, Michigan, the out of Eden location for the Greenwood coffee house. And, uh, everybody's been raving about that performance space. I'm I'm really thinking it's going to be a pretty good show. Yeah, it should be. We've done a few of the, she's got that other place in Ann Arbor, the church that she does shows at as well. So that's where we met the beautiful lady. And um, then she started this new place. It's actually around the back of her house. It's a giant uh, uh, venue that she's got sitting there. And I'm glad it's there. You know, Grass Lake could do with a few more artsy things, you know? Absolutely. And, uh, well, it's still countryside right now, but uh, the city is vastly expanding and encroaching more and more. Oh, yeah. It's creeping in, yeah. Well, thanks so much for talking with us today. I hope uh, I've really enjoyed talking to you, and uh, especially a fellow euphonium player. That's it. It's just me and you, mate, against the world. (laughs) (laughs) And so this is... uh, Peter D. Harper with Harper and the Midwest Kind going to be playing this Saturday. You're going to have to check them out. And we are going to run um, one of your music videos right after this. Thanks a lot. Have a good one. Thanks a lot, Alan. Good to meet you, mate. Ditto. Take care.
Did you get them that time?
to have a music series? Uh, because people need more music in their life. How many nights of music are you having? Five nights, six bands, one afternoon. There's two shows on Saturday, matinee and evening. Uh, so what's your favorite band? I'm playing five sets myself, so I'm gonna take the fifth on that one. What is this? It's a, a drumstick. It's it's a mallet, technically. It's a timpani mallet. Well, thanks, Dave. We're excited to play. Thanks for asking Oh, us. yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me, and uh, we'll see you at the Funky River Town Fest.
When we reach that promised land, we can chalk it up to love. I'm just throwing it out there to see if it floats.
distortion, crash, mayhem. Gentlemen, you warmed up? No. I'm too warm. How's your voice? Did we bring some Listerine or something for you? I got water. Okay. I'll be okay. As long as you get through the hour, man. That's a good idea. I didn't think about that one. <laughs> Guys, you're playing live from Royal Oak. Where are you from? Um, like the, I'm from like the dead center of Michigan. Uh, there's no cities really to no speak of around me. I'm, I'm what county, in the woods. What county are you from? Who pulls you over when you're doing 100? No one. <laughs> <laughs> Good man. <laughs> Tell me your secrets. Uh, live out in the middle of nowhere. There's no cops there. What about y'all? Uh, I actually, I grew up in Texas. Uh, I grew up in a place called Rio Grande Valley, which Puro 956, I'd get chastised if I didn't. Gotta call them out. Uh, but yeah, I moved here so you're behind. about Better 11 years ago. Yeah, I know, right? Uh -huh. About 11 years I've been here. I live in Lansing. So. So how'd you hook up with guys who were already here all this time? I just, I heard about them through the grapevine. They needed a bass player. I said, hey. Oh, and you beat me to it. Okay. Pretty fine, much. Fine, yeah. fine. Pretty much. Gentlemen. Um, I mean, my backstory is a little complicated, so I keep it simple. Oh, complications. It is, it is kind of wild. <laughs> Kansas? No, my parents are missionaries, so I grew up in uh, overseas, Indonesia. So. Okay, so they love the music you're making now, huh? Hmm. Sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hi, Mom and Dad. I'm burning in hell, but I love you. That's a good summary. That's the kind of response I usually get, too. Because <laughs> your family is tuned in right now? I'm probably. I hope so. They better be. They might not be. And then you'll keep on doing this anyway. Yeah. I know one of them was in Spain, so I don't know. <laughs> and the rest of them, where'd you come from? Uh, center of Michigan, like right in the middle. So when, the, so when he blew past the cops, they pulled you over instead? Yeah, uh, pretty much. Okay, okay. So now you make him pay by beating his ears out with the drums. Yeah. How many songs are y'all going to do for us today? No, 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 no. Back up, back up, back up. What did you just play? We didn't even get the name. Blurry-Eyed. Blurry-Eyed. Which album was that off of? The one coming? The one Ben? Um, that is actually off of our first album. Um, it's called The Way We Are. We're gonna hear any songs that nobody heard before today? Maybe. Possibly. Am I putting you on the spot? It's a very, very slim chance. We do have an EP that will be coming out relatively soon. Uh, it's in the process of being finished up. But uh, we've, we've been kind of hush-hush about, about some of the new songs. So. Okay, okay. So you're saving them for people who pay to come in the club and see it. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> well, then what we're going to hear next to keep them uh, tuned in and why they should keep coming to the club? We don't know? Play something then. I was going to say, pick a song and let us know what it is before you start it. Let me. Ready when you are? Yep. Ready when you are. That's going to be it. <laughs>
Y'all let your energy come through in your music. I see that now. I'll keep the talking brief for you, but I want to know. Y'all shot it out, family and what have you. Who around here has been doing right by you? Getting you out there, managing, getting you uh, dates? Um, most recently, uh, actually, it's the same guy that got us this. Uh, Paul Cobb has been really, really helping us out lately. Okay, okay, okay. Is he producing al the albums or... Uh, no, the both albums uh, are actually produced by Joshua Wickman of Dreadcore Productions. Um, he's he's one of my favorite people in the world, honestly. Okay, okay. And, uh, has he done any other bands that you uh, toured with, played with? What? Um, none that we've played with. Uh, he worked with King Eight One Zero on their very very first EP. Uh, Ocean's 8 Alaska, he did one of their albums, uh, and he's done, I think, everything for Within the Ruins. Right, Jordan? I believe that's right, yeah. <clears throat> okay, okay. But uh, you guys, who influenced this band, this sound, what you do? It's Sorry, come again. Question. Who's influenced you? Who You say, uh, oh, goodness. Or you just say, never mind who came before. There's, there's, <laughs> there's a little bit of everything. I mean, yeah. It really goes all the way from like, you know, new metal, grunge, uh, some industrial music, and then there's always the curveballs like bands like Kings of Leon uh, was a big one for me. Um, Who does the writing here? Huh? You do all the writing? Not all, but a good majority, yeah. Who else kicks in? Uh, all of us, honestly. I, I'm a new yeah. album. A little bit, yeah. We sharing the singing, or is that just uh, you got that? I do almost all the singing. He does a couple backing screams, uh, not today, yeah, that but <laughs> on the album he does. Yep. He says not today. We'll see what's coming. What song's coming next? What two songs coming next? Keep it flowing. Feel it. Ooh. You're killing us. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Show us your stamina. What you do live in uh, your shows? Pass out at the end. <laughs> well, yeah. What about uh, old habits the way we are? Old habits the Does way that work? we are. I think we're going to find out. I'm going to get out the way while they do this.
Okay, we're gonna go one at a time for now. Okay. For now. But I want to know what that was about. Yeah. Drugs. Drugs. Huh? It was definitely about drugs. Well, okay. As long as you use and not abuse, there's a difference. It's been a long time since I took them, but uh, yeah, it was a great acid trip. Yeah, this was written back in the you know darker times. Yeah, this was this was actually the very first Into the Void song ever written. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so when in the set, do you put the power ballad in? Everybody, uh, we've got a couple of them. Get out, you do? Yeah. We bringing any out today? No. Okay, okay. So when they want us to hear those, when's the next time they're gonna see you, playing about? Uh, Jordan, that's you. The next time we're gonna see us? I'm pretty sure that's May 20th, right? Didn't we just say that? You're the schedule keeper, I don't know. He keeps the time, he keeps the schedule. 100%. Make the drummer feel important. Guys are Feed him, you know, cheese and meats. Keep him happy. And beer. And beer. <laughs> and beer, yeah, that's an important one. Um, yeah, it looks like that's going to be May 20th. Yep, that's the next one. Where about? That's going to be at the Diesel Concert Lounge in New Baltimore. All right, all right. So anybody's looking to see Enter the Void, get out to New Baltimore May 6th, was that? May 20th. 20th. 2-0. Yeah, don't listen to me. I'm two weeks off. But uh, listen to them. They play something else for you. Enter the Void is playing more music. What song are we hearing? This one is the title track off of the first album. This would be The Way We Are.
You are tuned in to 11 Mile Sessions Live. Thank you once again, your musical band today, Into the Void. And that was the title track from the first album, The Way We Are. Yes. Where folks go buy that album from? Um, any, any streaming service. Um, yeah, pretty much any, you know, digital media platform like Google Play, Apple Music, you know, all those. Um, and you can get CDs, physical copies on our website as well. We've only got very few left, though. Intothevoid.com. Intothevoidband.com. Excuse the fuck out of me. Hey, I had you off by two weeks. What's a band? What's a word? Intothevoidband.com. The way we are. The way we are. I keep wanting to say, okay. The way You're we good. are. No power ballads today. Go see them live. May 20th. Where was it? New Baltimore? Yeah. Meantime. Yes. The Detroit, or the Diesel Concert Lounge. Yep. The Diesel Concert Lounge. Where's the last time you guys played? Where and when? Was it at the Diesel? Um, I think it was. Was it? Was it the Indiana So if you loved them the no, first time, yeah, no, come back was, a second time. It was Indiana. <laughs> yeah, it was Indiana. Right. Okay. Where else you guys been traveling to? Ohio. Yeah. Where about? Uh, kind of the Toledo area, like a pretty wide circle around it. Okay. Got to get down to Columbus, do the college scene. We should, yeah. Coming up. We're going to do a little uh, fuck number in a bit. <laughs> a little chili peppers. No, into the void. Strictly into the void. And uh, who are some bands around here that you hang with when you're not doing this. Are you guys, is it just Into the Void for you? Any side projects? What? Is it, can we talk about them or uh, should we not? I can say mine. I don't do shit. I play Into the Void. <laughs> <laughs> Carrying the torch. Yep. He's loyal. That's Texas. Yeah, yeah, we really don't have many other like projects that were going on. I mean, not ones that we're really like creating for, but we might like we're filling in um, like I'm filling in for drums uh, for a band called Heart of Jordan. They're out of Lansing. Okay. Um, Heart of Jordan. Yep. <clears throat> so Heart of Jordan fans, you should be tuned in to Into the Void today. You'll see somebody familiar to you for the time being. How long are you riding with them? Oh, like three, four, maybe six months, somewhere in there. Okay. I don't really remember. But this is home. As long as you know where you come back to. Absolutely. Leave with the one that brung you. What it's because he can't, he can't resist, resist this. this. I'm it's because you guys literally are not going to touch that. You mm. don't like Taco Bell? <clears throat> oh, you oh, thought you I meant myself. No, it's the Taco Bell. That's, that's, that's oh, okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Silly me. Right. <laughs> it's the Taco Bell. Speaking of hell, uh, I mean, uh, Bell... Bring the folks number one more time. Play something for them. What are we going to do next? We, because I'm on the sideline now. <laughs> uh-huh, right. We, we brought our triangle. Where's the cowbell? Well, in that case, never mind. I'll be over here We're waiting for some music. Huh? You said dead weight, let's do it. Okay. 
What we doing? Dead weight. Folks.
Yeah, yes. You are tuned into 11 Mile Sessions live. I'm your filling host, Hallmark. We're sending love out to Mr. Scott Boatwright, wishing you a healthy, speedy return and thanking Into the Void for being here. But make sure Into the Void band.com. You gotta get it right. Can't find it. Okay. Not we'll two be weeks beforehand. <laughs> into the band.com. Put your money aside. Get those. Get the merch. Merch. Please hats. buy our merch. We need English lessons. <laughs> I want to learn metric. <laughs> right? Yeah, I'd be like a fucking king at Home Depot. Holy shit. Would it be, yeah, it would be king because it would be European, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. okay. Well, yeah. then you could just. Fair enough. Into the band. What about my merch? What about shirts, hats? What can they get when they come to a show? Uh, to a show? Yeah. Or online. Online. Online is the same place. It's intothevoidband.com. Uh, We've got a lot, like a lot of different shirts. We've even got kids' shirts. Um, we shoes. have shoes. Um, wait, 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 yeah. wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what do you mean you got shoes? We got shoes. We got shoes. Are, we have like? customized. No. I want platforms. We don't got platforms. We oh, got. Well, look, look. They're kind of like say these. brand names. But white. Uh -huh. They're kind of like these, but white with like Into the Void markings on them. Yeah. And they the look, other ones are kind of like those. I was going to say. <laughs> they look into very, the Void markings on them. They look very similar to a brand that is. Kind of, uh, it's it's a vehicle. Uh, also a skate company. Yeah, it's a it's a vehicle. It's Band it's like right cars, but that. not quite cars. It's a shoe. It's not a mini thing, would you say? Yeah, yeah, you're on the right track. There. Okay. There's something about his shoes that just remind me of being in town and in the country. You know? Oh, come on. <laughs> See, I give you gold. Oh, I get it now. <laughs> That was amazing. I, I'm that just was here one today. of the best jokes I, you've ever I, told. I, I, <laughs> you've earned yourself an extra piece of cheese later. Well, isn't the Chrysler plant like Thanks, right up there? Daddy. Oh, don't. Mm, we don't. Bad memories. All right, all right, all right. Make, make good memories. Make more music. Play more music and sing Kumbaya and make people want to go to Into the Void. Band.com and see more. See music videos? Working on that. Yeah, that's our uh, next big step is a music video. Okay, for which song? Uh, we'll give you a hint. We already played it. Okay, okay. Well, <laughs> actually, it is, it's, it's still up for debate. Originally, that was the plan. We're not, it might be off of the new stuff. We're, you got to know yet. the new stuff. Why, I'm, hmm? Here, it's I'll, a surprise. I'll play a little bit of it. Watch, you Oh, <laughs> uh, that was uh, Mixolydian, right? Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah, okay. Like that, yeah. Okay, I knew that. We're going to end up being done with the interview because the interviewer is going to leave. <laughs> Not the first time. <laughs> I want to hear that story. <laughs> I want to hear more music first. You sure? I'm positive. That's what people tune into 11 Mile Sessions Live for. More music. I plug shamelessly. 
The song is called Insomniac. I'm going to go to sleep over here.
that pretty. <laughs> Enough of you. <laughs> it's because my face it's is like, red, right? It's how we all kick feel everything about around. Him. Look, I know these attention whores have been trying to elbow you out the entire time, but their credit card didn't get go through, so I don't have to listen to them anymore. <laughs> We're going to put you on. You tell us what you want us to know about Into the Void. Oh my gosh, these guys are like my family. I've only known them for like three months, and it's like they're my brothers now, you know? Yeah. You're deliberately not looking at the drummer. Is that, is that, that's, uh, that's just typical. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> there's a drummer there? His name actually is. How did Jordan I get here? Ringo. Oh. How are you going to call him Beatbox? <laughs> No, I call him by his real name, Drum Machine. Oh! Hi, Lynn. <laughs> you mean Driver Drum Machine? It's about all I'm here for. So, you play more than Shut this guitar, up. don't you? I'm going to dabble with other instruments, you know. Oh? Not, like, seriously. But... It seems like you're holding back. It, he's better than all of us. He just seems like the one that's holding back. We asked him to learn a song one night. He looked down at his phone at the tabs and started. He sights read. He sight reads. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Figured it out. You're good, buddy. <laughs> the dangerous ones. Okay. What song are you singing lead on now? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> There's only one song we haven't played yet, right? Well, he's, he asked what song you sing leads on now. Oh, sing? Yeah. Dude, I don't sing. <laughs> You'll question all my musical ability if you hear me sing. <laughs> gotcha. As, at least at this point in my music career. Maybe down the road. That's what Melodyne's for, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Auto-tune. <laughs> no, Melodyne couldn't do anything with those screams. I, I'm, I'm still surprised to see you going. I haven't seen you drink a thing. I drink one drink of water. He has a constant habit of not doing that. Oh yeah, no. Live uh, like in a actual like show. I'm I don't drink. It's Jordan, it's a problem. Water. We had a click track once. We were playing a festival. It was outdoors, really hot like in the summer, and he actually put vocal cues in the click track to take a drink. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Otherwise he wouldn't remember. <laughs> hey, hey Jeremy. Okay, who's driving home? That's the important question. Oh, we're going to fight about that when we leave here. He's got a CDL. He, he always drives, Man. whether he likes it or not. They all get to, you know, party. That's I what happens when you're a professional. Yeah. yeah, the rest yeah. of us are uh, professionals at drinking, and he is the professional at driving us home. And the professional <laughs> with dealing with their crap. <laughs> Bless you. You know, it's funny. You, you guys talk shit. about Paul Cop bringing you on here. You ever seen him play? I Actually, not. no. Oh, on the skins. I know he's yeah. a drummer. I knew that. Yeah, yeah on the skins. Uh, give a shout out to Mr. Cobb. Thank you for bringing Into the Void here today. And uh, maybe we'll be getting a band of his in one day. Is this your last one? Is this your last song? Can be. Yeah, Then we're going to get out. I'm going to get out your way. Uh, put the lead singer here on. <laughs> do we want to just do a new one without a click? We can. Ooh. What do you guys think? We are not doing reflections. I will pass out by the time that song's done. 
even better. Do we want to do a two for one? And do, uh, yeah. follow do me it. down on my own? Yeah. All right. Into the void. Brand new into the void. Thank yes, you. this is on brand new. On 11 Mile Sessions. All the songs that have technical difficulties on. 
Hey, you're supposed to get all the way to the end and that happen. It's better than at the beginning. This is how you go. know we're live. <laughs> so, folks, thank you for tuning in. Again, Mr. Boatwright, come back to us. Come back, please. Meantime, keep tuning in to IntoTheVoidBand.com and get it right. Thank you. <laughs> go see them live. They're going to... They're going to take us out with one more tune. I'm going to shut up. Into the Void. Stay tuned next week for Happenstance. Stop that!